0: Let's go, y'all. everything can't do around you. The
1: Let's go, y'all. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Arch Conversations 9.0. Today is the third recording we have. And in this beautiful space, we're at Sphere. With
2: Hi, my name is Bowen. Uh, one of the co-founders at Sphere. Uh, I'm Ellen, one of the co-founders at Sphere.
1: All right, do you guys want to give a brief introduction to who you are, how you met, and how we ended up here?
2: hmm uh to keep it brief i think uh alan was introduced to me by a close friend of mine to be my trainer um so we met in january 2021 and uh prior to this i was living in new york so i was exposed to a lot of the recovery modalities that we currently have on offer so things like the infrared sauna the cold plunge pool the float pool um all that is part of a I guess, a lifestyle in in, in New York and and cities like LA and London. And uh, when I moved back to Singapore because of COVID, um, I didn't see any of that, you know, being available for use. Um, Looked in Bangkok, looked in Hong Kong as well, and none of that was available as well. So I think we wanted to be the first uh, in Singapore to offer such a comprehensive suite of recovery services. Uh, How Ellen and I met was... um, in Jan twenty twenty one when we when I first started training with him, I think I was quite out of shape. And then um
1: So you think you fit now? It's not bad.
2: Uh relatively. Yeah, relatively. Um so <laughs> so um I was actually working with Alan for about six months mm. and I got like uh results that I haven't seen before. So leaning out to get like a six pack within like two or three months. Uh, I don't. I Shortcut. I I I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think that was possible before. Before that, because I've trained at gyms like Dog Pound. I've trained at gyms like S Ten in New York, and I didn't really get the same results. Uh, so in July in twenty twenty one, when Alan first approached me to ask if I was interested in investing in one of his new ideas, I said okay. But why not we try to integrate like recovery into it as well? Um. So that was how. Uh. Idea for Sphere initially came to be, and then we met our other co founder, Gordon, who is also a client of Alan's. And then the three of us decided to co found Sphere.
3: Mm. So, just a little background about myself I'm first, my role here is the chief product officer, so I'm basically the product guy. Anything when it comes to the way we approach training, the way we approach recovery, a little bit of design element, all has like my fingerprints on it. So, my background is in combat sports. So I've competed for since I was what, like, seven, sixteen and seventeen so about 14. fourteen. I'm thirty. I just turned thirty.
1: Wow,
3: that's about 30. Yeah, yeah. So... He's past his prime. i um, still in my prime, man. Right? Still in my prime. A lot
2: of these as a combat athlete.
3: As a combat athlete, I would say I'll get past my prime. I'm retired already. So, uh, coming from that background, I competed at relative relatively high level. I went to like World Games. I went to like Asian Martial arts Games and stuff. So, um, I got to see. I didn't meddle, but I got to see how top performers consistently perform at the top level. And I realized are, there is a method to that madness. You know, people, they know what they're doing, and that's why they're always meddling like, consistently through the years and performing at the same level, despite all the uncertainties of uh, like international competition. Drawing new opponents, uh, weight cutting, wing different skill bring off weight and how they can make weight on the same day, and all the other stuff plays on an athlete's mind and I took the chance to observe how athletes manage their fear, took the chance to observe how the coaches manage the athlete's fear and pep talk them and kind of have like a whole system going on for them to perform at the best. So I saw that, and I realized all of those principles can be applied to the gen pop, and why can't I systemize it and then pop Gen pop by
1: starting a new band
3: gen, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that's what that's what we uh That's what uh, I planned to do when I saw when I saw how people were able to perform at that level. And I think a lot of those principles can be very helpful for everyday people in the way they approach life and the way they approach work, for example. Yeah, yeah and they, it's all about reframing of the mind and building some sort of a discipline that acts as like the structure of their being, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. To give more context about the the Gen Pop. I guess idea, right? Like, uh I think what we're referring to when we say Gen pop isn't necessarily like um we're referring to like different professionals in their in, in their in their respective like fields. Yes. So for example, like if you're in finance, mm-hmm. like, you know, you probably the mindset that we can build with you here would probably benefit you in your day to day life. Mm-hmm. Uh being able to handle stress, being able to handle um like, crucial moments, not choking when, you know, like, you know, time's up, especially when you're, like, trading. In high-stakes environments. In high-stakes environments, basically yeah. performing at a high level in high-stakes environments. Yeah. So it's not uh, really saying that, you know, it's just a segment of the population and, like, athletes are here and, the gen- like, the general population is here. I think in each person's respective field, they are, like, you know, high performers who do require a high level of discipline. And what we seek to do here is like so come. They can they they come, then they become high level it's a step up, right?
1: I, am I right to say, right, that the discipline that we learn here through the fitness programs, yeah. we didn't even talk about the fitness we they run a fitness program, guys. So it's like the gym and then the recovery. Yes. Through the fitness programs and through the recovery modes. Mm. We then sort of exercise this discipline not just on the court or in in the gym at recovery, but mm. it also goes into our daily lives. Yeah, it's just a form
3: of practice. When you think about it, it's you practice a a general skill set here, and then you use those general skills and you try to apply it in your daily life, guys.
1: Ta da! Magic. New face. New face. This oh. This is, not this is So do you want to introduce yourself a little bit before we start?
0: Right. Um. I'm Fabian, and um coaches here, and I help Alan with the product. So what I bring to the table is, I actually have a psychology and sociology major. Part um, of that, I've been doing sports since I was a kid. Yes, Yes. so why we
3: do breath work. So i um, trying to relate it back to meditation. So one of the key benefits of meditation, apart from spirituality, if you find it, is uh, the ability for you to shift focus from one point to another. So. That's what breathwork can do for you too. That's why in meditation, you always hear them say, okay, I want you to focus on your breath or focus on the sound outside or focus on the sensation. So the ability to do that is very important in, let's say, painful or stressful environment. If you're cycling on the bike and your legs get tired and all your focus is placed on your legs, then the activity becomes extra difficult. But if you can place your focus elsewhere, let's say you're looking at uh, a distant goal, then the activity... Goal. Oh,
1: right, okay,
3: Sorry. girl works too. Okay, <laughs> in my context, so that uh that allows for the activity to be a little bit easier if you think about it. We've all done it before. Running, Actually, running.
1: It makes a lot of sense because like when I spin or something like something that you need endurance for, it happens. And then because in yoga practice, yeah. they ask you to do that. Like if you're, if you're experiencing certain pain in let's say your arm. Breathe. Just tell your brain to breathe into your arm. Yep. Something like that. Something like that. So similar like. to what you're saying, right? Yeah.
3: So you learn how to lean away from, move away from the pain that you're feeling, so that you can function better, or you can lean into the challenge of the pain. Yeah. So that you build mental resilience. Yeah. Hence, uh, we do breathwork and start. Also, yeah. during breathwork, we teach people how to visualize. For example: box breathing, drawing, literally drawing a square, four lines. Ability of for you to uh uh. Visualize would translate to let's say, before a pitch, for an example, you always think, this is what I'm gonna say. This is what my audience can, uh, how my audience can react. This is what I'm gonna say in response to that. That's visualization, playing scenarios in your head. So the better you are at doing simple visualization, the better you will be at doing more difficult ones, and better you will be at
0: applying it in person in real time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, hence we do breathwork. Yeah, I think just to add on, there are so many layers to breath work, right? I think you yourself have experienced it during training as well. Like, um, one important thing about breath is the nervous system. Mm-hmm. So, you feel like um, we actually work breath to get you back to baseline or actually increase your adrenaline, mm-hmm. right? So, um, breath work can also be done to uh, alter your nervous system to somehow control it. Mm-hmm and when we look at the nervous system that uh, predominantly consists of two different ones right it's the fight or flight or the rest or digest right one state is where you are very nervous very anxious very stressed that's why you're in fight or flight and then when you are um calm, right you're in the rest or digest so we can't look at these two uh, entities as separate individuals right yeah. for us we look at it as a spectrum right a spectrum and as much as possible, all these can be replicated to bring you back to baseline if you practice during your performance sessions, right? Um, And then it can be replicated, like what Ellen says, um, in stressful situations and pitch and things like that.
1: I think it's important to note that whatever they're trying to sell or teach you here is that whatever you train on, the, in the gym, on the ground, you can then also translate it into your real-life work scenarios or just life scenarios. Can we also like talk a little bit more about um the 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 workout itself, but also just discipline in general when it comes to like, cause I I, I have a lot of friends who I'm thirty nine right this year and they go well, oh you had a kid you're thirty nine you run a business you do this you do that like where do you find the time to exercise or do so many different things and I think that's where the discipline part comes in or time management part comes in but also. I think people want fast results these days. Yeah. Everything that you're, you're, you're teaching or you're saying, right, takes time. I think you need to understand that. How long would it take a regular person who does not exercise, let's say like 28-year-old, 30 year old 28 to 30, who does not work out at all, to get into, to become more fit. Not the fittest he's ever been, but to just see a little bit more results in terms of like his sleep, his energy levels and things like that how many sessions per week and how long will it take, you think?
3: Okay. Minimally, we advise like someone come in tw- twice a week. That's why in our semi-private program, we don't have anything that's less than like twice a week. Minimally, we think twice a week is a, it's a good start. But
1: if they're doing other workouts elsewhere? Or do you uh, like two workouts a week or two workouts two
3: here? Two workouts a week, Lash. but okay. you know, we just assume they're going to work out here mm-hmm. only. You know, So, uh, minimally twice a week. Mm-hmm. I would say to see some real visible results, takes about a month yeah.
1: Oh, that's short.
3: Yeah, it's, it's not. No, real visible results. Then again, visi- uh, how visible results is. And, subjective. It, it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. So to us, visibility means maybe a change in physics slightly, but it will be more on energy.
1: Yeah. I think how you feel. How like, you feel. If you just keep consistent working out for like two weeks, you can feel definitely a lot better.
3: A and here. also the state of mind that you come into a session mm-hmm. with. Right? You, you start to notice, oh, I'm starting to enjoy this a little bit more because you start to learn to Derive pleasure from discomfort because working out is not supposed to be easy, right? Yep. It's a very daunting task so for people to come in and oh, today I have to push myself. Yes. But once you do this more often, and then you practice all the mindfulness practice that we we do here, you start to enjoy the process because you learn how to reframe your mind and change your lens, mm-hmm. and then you come in and you're like, oh, actually, I'm ready to take on the challenge yep. of today instead of coming and dreading it. So it's yep. like seeing seeing it like half cup full versus half cup empty, sort of a. Uh, analogy
0: Yeah, about it. I think like um you brought up a very good point where we are living in a society that's super fast paced, right? Everybody in human nature we are always looking for instant gratification, mm-hmm. right? We want immediate results and things like that. So how we actually guide most of our clients is using intentionality. Right. What's your intention behind doing this? Right. Most of the time they'll say I want to lose weight, I want to get bigger biceps. For females, they will tell me, can you get me a bigger partner?
1: I'm going to add to that point very quickly because the last two episodes that I did, we talked about uh, discipline and how to get there, right? And they always say the same thing. What is the goal? So same thing here. Your, what is your goal and how to reach that goal? When you have an active goal for yourself, not, not to compare to anyone else, I feel like discipline will slowly kick in that way.
3: I mean, there's the saying, right? If you know your why, you can almost stand all how. I think it,
1: it applies
3: thing. here. Sounds like you promised me, like, what, where do no, oh, we
1: know. Now we know. Yes, now we know. Yeah, now, now we know.
0: Now we know, it's real. It <laughs> didn't come from me. <laughs> it. it's fine. don't go back, guys. He,
1: he, 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 <laughs> lot, he beats a lot of memes, huh, I think.
0: Hey. Yeah. Okay, was,
1: sorry. Faven, you can continue.
0: Yeah. yeah, so, um, it's like, so losing weight and gaining muscles and this and that is the equivalent to climbing Mount Everest, right?
1: Mm-hmm. You, is it really? Like
0: Mount Everest is way. <laughs> yeah, so like that's how we scale it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't lose like ten kg in like one day Same thing, you can't climb Mount Everest in like one week or day. All
1: day. Mm. It
0: takes. Hundred So yeah. what we do is we help them, we frame their mindset and allow them to understand better in terms of their journey. We mm-hmm. break it down into micro goals, mm-hmm. right? So, losing fat, building muscle is all the side effects of exercising. If mm. I don't exercise, there's no way I can lose weight. There's no
3: way I can Oh, that's weight. what
1: it gives to other people. They're like, how how do you lose weight, and this and that? Like there's no shortcut, you know? There isn't. Like you wanna take pills or whatever, sure, it's so unhealthy though. Like,
3: and it's the importance do do? of uh teaching people to to find pleasure in uncomfortable things.
1: Yeah, because like yeah. sometimes I say like, "Why well, do you exercise? The person's like no, so, like they're so the face yeah. is so like repulsed by yeah. the idea of, of going working out to exercise. Yeah. yeah.
0: So they always say uh don't make business your pleasure, make pleasure your business. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Well you guys a lot of sayings, huh? The guys is
0: dropping uh, lines just, here, guys. <laughs> uh?
1: Many, many uh sayings that we'll learn today,
0: yeah. yeah. So a simple way is I think you've been through it before, right? Like in terms of mobility, right? Uh oh, br- many
1: times. Yeah.
0: Very first session, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. Then after just moving. Not even seeing a therapist, just moving. The next thing you know, hey, it can move a little bit more. Yeah. Right, I can touch my toes now, right? Things like that. Mm. So, uh, especially Rowan as well. He's tight as fuck. Tight as O-1 fuck.
1: is still with us. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what happened was, I gave him my brogos. Bro. He used to be like six packs, this and that. But now, because of his long working hours, right? He's been meeting clients, he's been drinking all the time. I said, keep things simple, bro. Just. Do this few movements, right? right. What you can do. This few movements you know, this <laughs> I, mean, I can't show you the specific <laughs> things that I do. You guys have to come down the Sphere to check it out yourself, yeah. right? Um. So when you do that, right, then you'll be like, hey, shit, I can do this within a day. That's my pro goals, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, we build on that. We build on that. So yeah. every single time you are leaving that performance floor, you're like, yes. Yeah, you feel uh, a little bit better about yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine I right. agree
1: with that. So I think. For me, I understood that doing 4 bit when I wanted to learn how to do a tricep push-up, because I think tricep push-ups are very cool. And I guess at that time, my trainer taught me how to get there through like daily just exercises on a bench on the chair. How yeah,
3: like, progressing.
1: It's not like immediately like, keep doing it and you'll get there, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's to break it down into like small little bits. So if you can do 50 tricep dips on the chair, then you can do like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Day by day, you will definitely get stronger yeah. if you keep to something. Yeah. Agreed, agreed.
3: Consistency.
1: Consistency. consistency okay, right. let's talk about challenges. Surely every person coming here to the front, mm-hmm. like even for myself, right? So I had, um, I was training here and then I had, what, what did I get? Sorry. Yeah, so yeah.
0: Appendicitis.
1: Oh, Appendicitis. Yeah. So, so I got a, my appendix removed. <laughs> Appendicitis, like, I think. <laughs> so I got my appendix removed and it, that uh pushed me back, set me back like six weeks from heavy lifting and stuff like that. So once that happens, it makes you like a bit, that's pushing like, oh, I'm doing And inertia, uh, uh, Yeah, right, nausea yeah. Um. So what are some of the challenges that you've heard people say or if, for discipline in terms of workouts? Probably, how to I overcome think, that?
3: And that for most. I think the most common thing is uh, no time. Yeah, no time. Yeah, right. But I, I think um, when it comes to time, it's a matter of priority, right? Yes. So if they don't see the activity on top as... As a something that's on top of the priority list and obviously you have no time i mean if you have time to go out on dates you have time to work out actually my
1: facial like says says there's something like every night i've do pimples she doesn't see me but what i do she sees me every month you know, yeah it's just a matter yeah. of priority
3: so it's learning uh it's helping clients uh and educating clients on how to reframe their lens so they see okay oh, yeah, this is actually something very important because there's a lot of spillover effect once I get to achieve this smaller goal of mine, other parts of my life become a little bit better. Yep. Then it starts shifting up.
1: And when you stop, a lot of things get affected. 100%. I really yeah. do feel that. I feel lethargic. I feel more muscle aches. Yeah.
3: Um, I Mood feel isn't amazing. a tool. Exactly. Yeah. It it's, it's a change. Yeah, of yeah correct,
1: correct. correct.
3: So helping them identify the importance of this thing that you're pursuing mm-hmm. will help them shift it up the priority list. Hence, uh, makes it a little easier uh, to tackle the challenge of no time.
1: And any, like, l- l- ending already, so, like, just advice for people in general on discipline in terms of physical, like, workouts and stuff or just in general in life?
0: I think, uh, everything is the same, right? How much value you place onto the thing that you're doing, right? Because if we talk about the mind, right, uh, it drives your actions and behaviours. That means right off the bat, if you are telling yourself that like, this is not on top of what priority is, right. you don't even have to think about it. You're just like, okay, I will brush it off. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. It's like yeah, cleaning the house. 100%, law. Jason. It's like cleaning the house, law tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. But then again, if you place a value to it, and then you can actually connect to it, like how Alan talked about reframing the mind, then that is, is, is only going to drive your action and behaviour. What's your next step? Because you already want to do it, the next step will be, I'm going to pack my shoes today. Right? When I mm-hmm. hit the office at 6, what's the next step? I'm going to hit the gym. Mm-hmm. I don't have to move yet, but I'm when I come to the gym, I'm already in the gym. So what I'm going to do? Right? No choice, really, ma? I just do it. All. Yeah. Right?
1: So, do it until it becomes a habit. Correct. Right.
0: Like yeah. brushing your teeth. Yeah, so it takes around maybe 21 days. Yeah, that, that, so? that, that's the study so
1: Where? far. So, I mean, there's
3: a so, more and more study that suggests that maybe it takes less time. But, yeah, it's just...
1: It's the condition your brain, Like, you know, like, I get workout guilt now. I like, don't you know, mom guilt. Uh, no, no. Yeah, to...
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. never work out today. I feel a bit like shit about myself. I mean, myself. that's your, but like,
1: I my everyday workout. Like, but, like, if I don't work out within two weeks, if I am uh, too sedentary, I feel very gross. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I literally can feel it happening. Because yeah.
3: you know? you're breaking out from your habit, right? Yeah. So that's one. I think another thing to... and advice, like, everything's very goal-focused, right? So far, what we were talking about. I think it's so important to sometimes slow down and smell the flowers, like
1: mm.
3: you know, celebrate the small, small, small <laughs> <moments>. <laughs> Hey, once
1: in a while, like once in a while, just, just
3: sleep, smell, just smell BL type. Okay, yeah. okay, just smell when biel biel biel
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah.
3: So it's important to also just slow down and no, drop, I agree, sometimes.
1: I agree. So yeah. I just want to add to his point, right? Recently, I've been doing more restorative workouts after the surgery, and also because at work I'm very stimulated, I'm meeting clients, like sort of like bored. I'm meeting clients, I have to drink, I have to do this, I have to so do for
0: six minutes or
1: Oh, I got one big pack better Are than bow and get amalgamated together. Um so you see like, I've got ADHD I Don't
0: do that, man.
1: I'm training
0: your mind now. I'm training and practice makes discipline, discipline.
1: No, oh not that. Oh, restorative for God. So to slow down, right? Because in the past uh I do a lot of spin. I went after my kid, I had five days of spin, one day of yoga. Then you know as you grow older and things happen, your lifestyle changes, now I work a lot and stuff like that, your exercise should change accordingly as well. I don't feel like, oh, I work out five times a week means you have to, we, we don't mean that, you don't have to do it like, consistently for 10 years, right? Because your lifestyle changes. So now, I work, and I became, and this and that, so I realized I've been doing more like Pilates, and yoga, and coming here and doing more like, weight work, versus like,
3: intensity, high sir. High intensity.
1: Yeah. I, I stopped doing here I've it here because it f up my back. Mm. Um, but spinning and all that, like even that, which I love doing, I've slowed it down a lot because I'm stimulated. I'm overstimulated at work because mm. my brain is always like, so I realized that, like, the breath in Pilates or yoga, because it's really very focused on breath, right? It actually calms me down and takes me away from it, the daily life stuff. So I think it's really also a matter of, I mean, I know where I feel, la, but I'm, I think it's also a matter of finding what works for you. Because this workout may not work for you, doesn't mean it's the beyond and all. Mm, correct. You, know, you should find, like trainers also are very, it's a very subjective thing. I, I like Fabian, but you may not like Fabian. Let us also, Ellen, you see? Uh... Hit me up, guys. <laughs> Sounds so
0: Yeah, so I think like you are already utilising a tool that can be shared with uh, everybody else, I yeah. think. Uh, what we do here as well is we always emphasize on your body and your mind, right? So we always tell, you listen to your body. So, on days when you train uh, with me, like, I told you, okay, today, maybe we're going to eat this week. Then you come in and tell me, oh, I'm very tired and this and that. And I'm like, okay.
1: And you make it sound like a whiny bitch.
0: Well, uh, she's actually very shy, like, <laughs> Yeah, so, like we always scale it, right? mm-hmm. To a point where, on days, when you sleep well, you feel good Yep, that same you push way. extra. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. It might feel super like…
1: It's too easy, yeah.
0: Right. And days when you're super tired, that might feel like yeah. you're lifting Correct. a rock that you can't move. Right. So, what, whatever you're sailing, you can use… uh Whatever you're speaking about, you can use a skill of 1 to 10, right. 1 being like, uh, very easy lah today, not very tired, can push. 10 being like, yeah. if you can push the it easy. So, you can always use skills to uh understand… Some regulate. Right. yeah how what you feel. Just
1: in your body and then do the workout that's meant for it that day. Yeah. We've been talking for a long time. I love you guys. But very quickly touch on the recovery part. Mm. So because I've tried it and I really truly love it, the heart goes therapy. So we just talk a bit about that, what it does for your body. Um, just very quickly. Okay, give it to me in five minutes.
3: With the sauna, health, health helps with uh, because it increases your heart rate, right? So it's almost like doing like a low-intensity cardio, yep. cardio workout in some sense. So that helps with heart health. Uh there's studies that shows it helps with uh, slowing down brain degenerative disease, you know, Alzheimer's, uh, Parkinson, et cetera, et cetera. And cell autophagy. So basically uh, killing cells that are damaged that's in your body. So renewal in that sense. That's how fasting works as well. Similarly. So with the cold, there's um inflammation management. So a lot that's why you hear doctors telling, oh you know, if this area is swollen, you ice it, it becomes yeah, yeah. Cool. less swollen. Same system, uh, it, Works on the entire body when you're when you're in the cold. Apart from that, there's also the benefit of the mental side of things. If you're cold is something that's difficult, just think cold shower. If you find it difficult, just you know imagine ten times. The
1: so same. how cold is the cold plunge pool? It goes
3: down to three degrees. Yeah,
1: and it's yeah, a It's basically a cold water a
3: plunge pool, like thing. a yeah, like a deep jacuzzi yep. Of yep. sort. Yeah, yeah. So um, you can use that to build mental resilience, just like how you approach training. So. That's like a controlled environment for you to practice the skill of uh, mental resilience being anti-fragile, yeah? So when you go in feeling that like you don't want to do it, but you voluntarily do it, that's one level up Yeah, think about it. So you just broke through something and you're going to feel good after. Yeah. So it makes it easier the next time you approach something that's difficult. Yeah. Say work environment. Yeah. That's how we see uh, there's a lot of translation to the know. But it has to be communicated so people know this is what I'm trying to do for myself.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's really a very personal thing. It
3: is. It is. It last,
1: is. last, last thing, I feel like Sphere is a very beautiful space. It could be quite daunting to some people. You know, like, to yeah, yeah. be to a I mean, I used to go to the boxing gym when like, this like 10 years ago, before like, you know, boxing gymnasts are very like, clean and like, along with-
3: Grungy, like, man, back in the day. It was very crunchy, it's
1: like, <laughs> stinky, it's smelly, it's yeah, yeah. dirty, right? So, how do we let people know that, hey, this is a friendly space, guys. Like, work out, like people who work out are essentially really, I've never met a mean person who actually works out yeah. like that. All nice, even like the big guys or whatever. But it's quite daunting for people to like, step in. So what is your advice to them, like, to break that barrier?
3: I think the most important thing is uh make that decision in your head. Why do you want to do this? Yes. That's the first thing, right? And then with that, any space will be available to you. Apart from that, we've got cute coaches, lah, so it helps. Lah, no? <laughs> Could I do? Could I, uh... <laughs> Thanks for doing this today, guys,
1: and for so coming aboard. And I...